Good evening, world. This is the podcast, Asafras, and your hostess, Laura Cattell. We have officially started our next book, and our next teacher, Mike Dooley, does things just a tad bit differently, has a different vibe, much more, um, well, I won't say much more, but very laid back, awesome personality, uh, former tax accountant <laughs> turned manifesting guru, takes a different spin on how to manifest, what it takes to manifest, and um, quite an interesting philosophy in life. So, yesterday we went over his really amazingly worded introduction, where we go over his, basically, philosophy of life, that everything is God. Everything is God. Basically, the universe is expressing itself. You are God. You are pure God. I highly encourage you to go back and listen to the introduction. Go into that in a little bit of detail. I don't really have the time to go back over every single section. I'm just going to encourage you to go listen to it again. It was about 40 minutes. We discussed some things. Uh, I love his writing style. Just want to say that. I do love his writing style. But he takes a different approach to manifesting. And we're going to try out some different authors and different people. And we um, wanted to remind everybody listening that everyone has a different learning curve, has a different application style. Some people are um, are good at tactile. Some people are good at auditory. Some people are good at uh, visual learning. And so everybody has a different way of doing things, learning things. So there's different teachers that say things in a different way. And sometimes what one person says makes sense. While what someone else says, even though basically they're saying the same thing, doesn't. It's all on how you interpret, how you understand, and your perspective. So, today we're starting off the official first chapter, titled, You Are an Effortless Creator. This is not going to be like the magic. These are proper, actual chapters with titles and whatnot and things going on inside. And so we're going to take this one a lot slower, more more like the book The Secret, which was a compilation of a lots of different things. This one's much more uh, comprehensive. This doesn't really have a lot of input from other people, like The Secret. Mike Dooley himself was a um, contributor to The Secret, so he was featured in that book. We are now going over his methodology in person. So before I get any farther... Oh yes, and I do apologize, I am still getting used to my um, my new phone. It does some things and I need to set up some functions on the back and I need to go back through and do all of my... Um, turn off all of my notifications and... There's a learning process, everybody. I think everybody's like, oh wait, I didn't remember to do that thing about my new phone and ah oh, crap, I forgot that password. Like, I have an Instagram account that I have absolutely no idea how to get back now. I didn't set up an email return. I didn't set up my phone. I thought... Well, I... Foolishly. I was hoping, maybe. Um, because it's... It does save passwords, it would have saved the password in and asked if I wanted to load back in. Apparently it doesn't do that. So I can look at my old Instagram account, but I can't get it back. Kind of bummed. I spent a lot of time on it. Oh well. Things you learn. 
So I apologize, there's going to be some interesting, maybe clickety-clacks in the background um, for the next few episodes while I'm fixing, adjusting, and doing, um, getting the phone how I want it to. So, before we go any farther, my shout-out to the restaurant industry. Thank you guys and gals for all that you do. I hope you're engaged. I hope work is fulfilling. I hope you're taking time for yourselves. If you are busy, and if you aren't, and you're looking for work, may work find you quickly. And whoever you are listening to this, may money flood your bank account, may friends surround you with love, and may life surprise you endlessly. Alright. But whatever you do, don't quit. Fall down seven, get up eight. Life can only beat you down if you stay down. If you keep getting up, then you keep getting up. Life will always do that to you. You have to make yourself get back up. So get up. No one's coming to save you. No one's coming to rescue you. Get up and save yourself. You know you can. You've done it before. Why would you believe you can't do it again? I don't know who needed to hear that, but somebody did. Okay, book. Mike Dooley, Manifesting Change. Couldn't be easier. First chapter. You are an effortless creator. First of all, let's make sure we're on the same page with regard to the truth about the nature of our reality. For me, this chapter's title pretty much says everything you need to know. You are an effortless creator. But it would be a mistake if I assumed that this means to me the same as what it means to you. If you go into a bookstore and browse the self-improvement titles on the shelf, you'll find the two-step or the six-step or the 12-step programs to quote-unquote success. But in virtually every case, the authors assume that the readers share their worldview. Which is rarely true. So first, I'm going to do my best to ensure that you do indeed understand the truth about the nature of our reality, your place in it, your power, how you got here, and what you can do with your time in space. We're on a rock hurling through space. Haha. Um, and aside, the authors don't necessarily assume that the readers share their worldview necessarily. It's that the authors are putting forth their opinion, their understanding, maybe they're an expert in the field, whatever it is. But they're writing from their experiences and they're sharing that with other people. So they're not necessarily assuming that other people share that worldview. They're putting it out there and the people that do share that worldview then pick up the book. And then those people say to other people that maybe don't share that worldview, Hey, I just read this awesome book. You should read it too. And that's generally how it spreads. Obviously with social media, that gets a lot farther, a lot faster now. But it's not necessarily that they're assuming. More that they're putting forth how they view the world. Um, same thing... <laughs> rather obnoxiously. Same thing when someone insults you. 
It's not necessarily, it's not exactly that you did anything worth insulting. It's their perspective of you. People insult because of their viewpoint. Not necessarily anything that you did. In, in, uh, important distinction. So I just want to put that in there. So he goes on to say, I've just completed a U.S. book tour for Infinite Possibilities. So that gives you an idea of when this was written. I believe it was 2010. Um, that included more than 70 radio station interviews. Interestingly, although perhaps predictably, the one question that surfaced again and again was, Mike, what do you think the number one thing is that keeps people from living their dreams? Coincidentally, that is still the number one question. My reply was always the same. Not understanding the nature of our reality who we are, and the actual mechanics that bring about change. That's fair. That's fair. All right, so, people have a lot of questions when it comes to God, spirituality, religion, and purpose. And it gets all the more confusing when you throw in misunderstandings about karma and the New Age concepts of abundance and the law of attraction. And immediately, with such confusion, they begin to unwittingly give away their power. What good is it to resonate within, with the law of attraction and to believe in an all-conspiring universe, yet simultaneously believe that God is watching and judging you, or think that karma might undermine your dreams for achieving perfect health, or that your desire for abundance is somehow sinful or recklessly selfish? So here in this part, particular part, he's um, touching base very lightly. We'll see if he gets any farther into that in the, in the book. I'm hoping he does. On blocks we create for ourselves, right, that inhibit our ability to manifest. I just wanted to point that out rather pointedly. Um, is he's pointing out the blocks that we've created. So you can't do both at the same time. You cannot simultaneously try and uh, believe that you're resonating with the law of attraction, what it is that you're trying to manifest, and at the same time, Believe that there is a God judging you or that karma is going to come back to you or that asking for that amount of money is somehow sinful. Those are blocks. I'm, I'm hoping once I get to a house and I can set up a proper um, office just for myself and I can start exploring all these concepts on my own without needing um, books as a format. We'll see. I kind of like doing this and having the kind of discussion. I'd, I'd rather um, do an interview, but such is life, and I'm not quite there yet. I'll get there one day. I know I will. Okay, so back to the book. My apologies. All right. Happily, yet ironically, the truth is objective and easy to grasp. The nature of our reality is deducible, knowable, and very simply this. We are creators alive in a loving universe, spiritual beings who live in a world of illusions that we have not only created, but still exercise control over. The focus of our chosen attention is what shifts the circumstances of our lives around. That's it. Case closed. There's no hell, judgment, or new age ideologies that mitigate this power. There is no such thing as a destiny to follow, dues to pay, or penance to offer. Until very recently, people have refrained from asking the hard questions about who we really are, how we got here, 
and what we can do with our lives out of fear of stepping on God's toes or because we've just been too busy surviving. Yet by finally asking such questions, which is now starting to happen in every corner of the globe, we find, lo and behold, that there are answers. Answers that make sense. Answers that resonate with us, and that, above all, are easy. It's just that most of the answers are not quite what we might have expected them to be, to the point that they even appear blasphemous to those heavily rooted in old school thinking. I want to devote excuse me, I want to devote this entire chapter to explore to exploring your power and grounding you in truth, removing any question marks you have in the tapestry of your understanding through which your power could ebb away. I want you to have no doubt about your role in the creation of your reality. Sorry, I had to grab my coffee. Okay. To this end, so that you're not just taking my word for the perspectives I offer, I'm going to share with you the simple tool of deductive reasoning and how it helped me move forward toward quote-unquote enlightenment. It can help you in your own way at your own pace, connect dots, answer questions, and get your groove on. Alrighty. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking at um, what's going on outside in the world today. There's a lot of angst, there's a lot of frustration, there's a lot of back and forth, and if you peel back and you stare back and looking at it, it really is a power struggle. But I want to point out something very, very important. And that is the ability to question. Which used to be enshrined in our very first amendment of free speech. Right? You have to have free speech. Why? Because you must have the ability to question. If you are denied the ability to question, you are being denied the ability to know completely what is going on. For your own sake, for your own self, for everybody else's sake. If you are not allowing questioning, you are either afraid or unwilling to be proven wrong. I'm going to state that one again. If you prevent questionings, if you shut down questions, if you're not allowed to question, you are simply declaring you are either afraid or unwilling to be proven wrong. A belief remains a belief until it is subjected to ruthless and relentless questioning until you reach an unassailable truth. You cannot question past it. That is when it is allowed to be called a fact. And that is why facts matter. They have withstood the questioning process. A fact is a fact is a fact all day long. All right, I could call my dresser a teapot, but once I start questioning it, okay, well, does it hold up under heat? No. Does it hold any water? No. Um, can I pour water out of it? No. What is it made of? Wood. 
doesn't wood burn? Yes. Then why do I call it a teapot? Okay. Once you start questioning, things become apparent. If you are not allowed to question, that means you're not being allowed to get to the actual truth. Flat out. Previously, hitherto, only ideologies and religion really held the market on the I'm, you're not allowed to question that thing. Not anymore. Be very, very cautious. And I would um, I will actually state with quite confident you may laugh in the face of anyone who says you're not allowed to question it. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care if that wears climate change. I don't care if it wears Democrat. I don't care if it wears Republican. I don't care what it wears if you're not allowed to question it. Wrong. Life demands questioning. Progress demands questioning. Actual, pro actual science that progresses humanity forward demands ruthless and relentless questioning. Because the space that the sun and the entire solar system sits in changes. I saw a really interesting um, graphic one time that would accurately, more accurately describe how we are moving through space. We're not s fixed in this particular sp part of space. I wish I could share that graphic. It was a really amazing one. Anyways. The Earth is still getting older. Human beings are still evolving. The only constant in the universe is change. Overarching everything else, the only constant in the universe is change. You may confidently laugh in someone's face if they sit there and promote any idea that humanity will always be this or that, the Earth will always be this or that, Human interactions will always be this or that. Because that completely ignores that the, constant, the only constant in the universe is change and that human beings are not done evolving. I know that was a tangent. My apologies, but that, that's why I love doing books like this because it brings things up to mind maybe that I wouldn't necessarily be able to bring forth if I were just looking in file folders back in my head like hmm, this looks interesting no no I did that one yesterday or pull out another file folder nope that one doesn't belong here and pull out another file folder hmm not this podcast so I use a book to give me not like context format yeah format we'll go format format for now and I get to introduce to you different concepts from other people and express a conversation from what I know to what they know, and I let you make up your own mind. Okay, so. Oops, maybe we'll go back to the book. Hmm. We will start tomorrow with, okay, well, actually, we'll, we'll continue the story tomorrow, but I just want to, um, 
preface it a little bit. So he goes on and does his a story, what he calls the search for Bridie Murphy. I'll just give you the little blurb. When I was 14 years old, two things happened that really rocked my world. Two things that I can share with you, that is. The first is that I discovered a book in my school's library called The Search for Bridey Murphy by Maury Bernstein. And then he does a little bit of a backtrack and he does a story. Um, case for reincarnation and corroboration. And it goes over the next few pages. And I'm going to pick that up tomorrow. So... The search for Bridie Murphy morphs into a sub-chapter called Connecting the Dots. And we will start tomorrow with Connecting the Dots. Because we're already at 20 minutes and my last few podcasts have been uh, sitting right at almost the 40-plus minute mark. And as much as I like talking and sharing what I know and uh, hoping you guys enjoy, that gets a little long for a daily podcast. So I'm, try I'm trying to keep it at 30 minutes. I really am. I'm trying to keep it at 30 minutes. Which, um, going through um, the magic, that was a daily. So sometimes they got long, sometimes they were really short. That one is gone and passed, and so we are now doing what I liked doing previously. And that is a play-by-play -play and a discussion and going over concepts and bringing it into the modern uh, culture and the co modern world. So... I like this guy. Again, he does he runs a website still up and still operational. He's got over 900,000 subscribers by now. Tut, T-U-T dot com. The Universe Talks. It's a fantastic attitude. I hope I get the chance to interview him one day or just sit down and have a conversation. Seems like a really, really swell guy. Mmm. Coffee. All right. So, I'm feeling much better today. We're actually going to do our two-minute brain break. So go ahead and find yourself. Well, not find yourself. You're already sitting. Go ahead and do a little wiggle. Get in a little stretch. And we'll do our two-minute brain break. I'm going to throw in a little twist to our two-minute brain break today. I hope you like it. We're going to do just a little bit of creative visualization that's not actually creative visualization. So just before we get started, so you can uh, prep and you're not trying to think while you're relaxing, we're going to do an emotional visualization. So you don't actually have to visualize anything. You have to imagine an energetic frequency for your body. So... However that works in your mind for you, go ahead and get it fixed now. How you would imagine, or visualize, an energetic frequency in your body. You can pause this if that will take more than a minute or two. It shouldn't take a moment. However your imagination works for you, we're going to imagine. So, go ahead and close your eyes. And take a nice, beautifully deep breath in. And let it back out. And take another luxurious deep breath in.
just let your awareness settle into the space. And breathe. Beautiful, life-giving air. And breathe. And as you are sitting here, I want you to smile. Actually, physically, smile. As big as you can make it. And I want you, with your eyes closed, your mind relaxed, to let that smile spread to every corner of your body. Use that beautiful imagination you have and imagine what smiling would feel like energetically. Feel the joy, feel the happiness, the content, the gratitude, the relief, the excitement. All of them, all at once every cell in your body vibrating with this beautiful love and life and happiness this joy this contentedness every cell really feel you're vibrating this beautiful energy There's no wrong answer, however it feels for you, however your imagination creates it for you. Just enjoy this beautiful expression, this joyful vibration emanating, exuding from your cells. You are now vibrating on the level of joy. And as you are vibrating on the level of joy, the smile on your face just gets bigger and bigger. And the smile creates more joy and the joy creates more smile and you just feel ecstatic. I like that one. That one went well. I hope you like that one. It's really easy to get yourself in a really positive state. The problem ends up being most of the time we have so many things that we have set to alert us, as you've noticed on my phone. Hey, pay attention to this thing. No, I'm meditating. But I need you to pay attention to this thing. No, I'm meditating. Tough shit. Pay attention. I will get back to figuring out how to turn off the alerts on my phone. I promise. Anyways. Alright, I hope you guys enjoyed today. That is Manifesting Change with my Dooley. We are only just getting started. I'm not even kidding. 
we are only just getting started. So, I will see you guys tomorrow. Thank you so much for being here. I do appreciate you greatly. This is the podcast Sassafras, and I will see you tomorrow. Good night, guys.